Hello everyone, welcome to Men on Fire. My name is Mike Arend, a former mechanic and engineer turned transformational teacher. And each week I'll deliver an inspiring message to help you excavate those repressed inner negative feelings and install new thoughts that will finally allow you to truly become the person you were born to be. Hey, one more thing before we get going. Are you feeling stressed, anxious, or frustrated these days? If you are, and you'd like a little help, go to calendly.com forward slash soul mechanic booking and book a 15 minute clarity call with me absolutely free. That's calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash soul mechanic hyphen booking. Also, if you're looking for an accomplished public speaker to speak in person or virtually at your next event or meeting, I can help you out there too. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Men on Fire here on Soul Mechanic Radio. I want to just tell you that I've decided to consolidate all my efforts into the Men on Fire podcast. Previously, on Mondays and Fridays, I did release something called the 5-Minute Message, but I've decided to just consolidate that into the one message that will come out on Wednesdays, entitled, of course, Men on Fire. So, let's get on with today's episode, and it's a big one. It's entitled... Finding your life's purpose. Now, this is such a big topic and, you know, I mean, I've struggled with this too over the years and I'm sure many of you have or are. And so many people have an opinion about this topic, yet so few offer any answers. Well, today I'm going to offer you both. First, my opinion and then a few suggestions to help you find your purpose. Ready to get started? Good. So, we have to start this off with a spiritual point of view. Now, before you time out and tune me out saying, oh no, here he goes again getting all that woo-woo stuff going on. Well, what I'm about to tell you has already been proven by science. So this is nothing new. So hang in there. So many of you already know this anyway, either because you've heard or read it before or because you just intrinsically know it's true. So here we go. We are pure energy. We were never created, nor can we ever be destroyed. However, we can change form. I want you to picture a bucket. A bucket with a nice handle on it. So, if I take this bucket and go down to the ocean and dip my bucket into the ocean and fill it up, what do I have? A bucket full of ocean water. Yes, I know, but I also have a piece of the ocean, don't I? And since... In this scenario anyway, I live beside the ocean, I take this bucket of ocean water home with me and put it on my porch. Now, if I stuck my head in this bucket 
Do you agree that it would feel pretty much just the same as if I was standing in the surf and I stuck my head underwater? It would, wouldn't it? But why is that? It's because this bucket of ocean water is just like what it came from. It has to be, right? So in other words, we are just like what we came from as well. Energy. We came from the energy of the cosmos. Never created, just changing form. It just is. Energy just is. So if I now just go inside my house, have dinner, go to sleep, wake up in the morning and go to the porch to check my bucket, I'll find that the water is half gone. Now how could this be? Aha, it evaporated, didn't it? The water naturally changed form into vapor and left the bucket. But where did it go? Into the air, of course, where it will become moisture in the clouds and once again change form and condense into a liquid and fall as rain. And of course, as all water must do, it finds its way back to the ocean once again. Now, if I take the water I have left in my bucket, pour it into my kettle, you know, one of those old school style kettles where you can just pour it in there and then boil it and, and uh, look inside when it's done, what will happen? Well, the same thing that happened on the porch, right? It's just that it's accelerated. But curiously, I have some stuff left in the bottom of my kettle. And that stuff is just natural elements found on the planet Earth that were entrapped within the water. Now surely by now you can see that we are the same. We were energy in spirit form, vapor, condensed into liquid form, our bodies are over 90% liquid by the way, to become our bodies. And once we did, we returned to our spirit form, back to vapor again, leaving behind bits of carbon, minerals, salts, etc. once our bodies decay or we are cremated. So our energy, or us, lives on and goes through this transformational process again and again. Now, I'm sure you're all wondering what has this to do with finding your purpose? And by now, are screaming, just get on with it, would you? And I will. But I had to illustrate this point because I need you to first understand that you didn't come here to learn some knowledge, get a job, make some money, get a wife, a car, a house, some kids, and then leave. What would be the purpose of that, other than perhaps creating new members of the species. Most of you will have lived an unhappy life chasing others people's dreams. And that's, and that's just the facts, folks. And then died full of regret that you never found your purpose. And that sucks, doesn't it? Yet 90% of us are lining up to do just that. In fact, we're dying to get in line. So in order to find your purpose in life, you must first get in touch with five things. And here they are. Desires, intentions, thoughts, feelings, and actions. 
and these five things give you the results you'll get in your life. I'll absolutely guarantee that. Now somewhere deep inside you is a desire, and this is your soul's desire. Its desire is to be and to experience all it can while here in the physical realm in this liquid state, referring back to our bucket analogy. Now this desire is what gives you an intention to do something, and it does so via your thoughts, which in turn cause how you feel. Now some people think that thoughts and emotions are two separate things, but really that's not the case because how you think will cause how you feel. So they, although they're two separate entities, they're inseparable, so they're, they come in together. For example, if I took a look at my wife and I think, my God, she's so beautiful today, all my emotions will change into sweet, loving emotions. But if, on the other hand, I think, man, she's just not looking her best today, and she knows it, which makes her cranky. And then I might think thoughts of how I don't maybe love her so much today. And now my emotions become nasty toward her. I can't think beautiful thoughts and have nasty emotions, nor can I think nasty thoughts and have beautiful emotions. It just doesn't work. They don't go together. But thought is very agile, and it can change direction on a dime. You can change your thoughts in, in microseconds, like a speedboat. But emotion takes time to get turned around. It's slow and pondering like an ocean liner. And during this time period, we're struggling. This time that we're trying to, the time period where we're trying to get our emotions to catch up with our thoughts, because our thoughts are going so fast, but our emotions don't change as quickly. So we're lacking, we're struggling and we're lacking clarity. We can't make up our minds. And if this cycle is allowed to repeat itself, then we second guess ourselves and wonder if we even made the right choice in a life partner. And this can be extrapolated into how do I make a choice, a career choice? How do I make a choice on what to be in life, what to pursue in life? What is my purpose in life? So that's that point that most of us unfortunately get stuck in. We're stuck between our emotions moving slowly, our thoughts moving so quickly, the two can't keep up, and we constantly make rotten decisions along the way. But after some time, maybe a week or 10 days or so, this big ship called emotion catches up with the speedboat thought and will feel the way you were thinking at the time it catches up. So if you're still thinking she's nasty, then that's how you'll feel about her. But if you're thinking loving thoughts, you start to feel love for her again, and all is well. So now when it comes to your life's purpose, yes, that's right, we're finally getting to that part. Just as we did with the last example, we have to, and it's so important, to think clearly. And thinking clearly means that you're not thinking what will get me this or what will get me that that's ego driven and that's your thoughts running away with you again so let me ask you this this question 
Is your life a precious thing? Is it precious to you? I hope you answered yes to those two questions. Did you? So since your life is precious to you, before you invest in a decision on your future, ask yourself, in 25 years, will it still mean a lot to me? After 50 years, will it still mean a lot to me? At the end of my life, will I turn around and look and be proud of what I've done? Or will I have regret and be ashamed? Now, this is the tricky part. It's not because of what other people say. People say so many things all the time and everyone has an opinion and they all want you, they all want to share it with you rather. If you listen to them, all you're actually doing is turning against yourself because you're doing what they want you to do, not what you truly want you want to do. So if someone else does something to you, you know, uh, treats you a certain way, it's easy just to turn away from them, right? But if you turn against yourself, you'll have to live with it forever. So if you make the wrong choice and do what somebody else tells you instead of what you truly feel in your heart and your soul, you've got to live with this for the rest of your life. So look at it this way. Something will get you money. Something will get you comfort. But that's not the point. What you choose to do, will it give you a life? Or are you just trying to make a living? Making a living is not an issue today, is it? Most of us can make a living with such a big brain that we have, filled with knowledge. We've all gone to school and then most of us have education. It's not an issue. Finding food and shelter is really not an issue. The real issue or problem is you don't want that life. You want to live like someone else. So that is an endless problem we all face. I want to live. That's not a problem. I want to live like you. That is a problem. So now we're confused once again and can't find our purpose because we we're in this thought pattern that's so quick and doesn't keep up with our, our emotions can't keep up with it and we're so confused and struggling and then we look at our life and we don't want this life we want to have that life that we see over there our neighbors or our peers or people we see on tv and hollywood stars whatever that is we're so inundated with social media and comparing ourselves to other people when you should only compare yourself to yourself. You can't keep up with other people. You're either above them or below them. And that is thinking that being superior or inferior is not a good way to live your life. So only compete with yourself. Now, if you think that your life is precious, then it's important that you make a wonderful life out of it, right? So whatever you feel in your soul, you should do. But when you're under pressure from your peers, your parents, your professors, the government, the one thing all of you should do before you make a huge decision in your life is 
withdraw and get quiet. Withdraw from the pressures of peers and parents and professors. Everybody. Spend some time by yourself. Maybe a few days, two, three days, or a week or so. And get quiet with yourself. And look at what it is you really want to do with your life. What makes your heart and soul sing? What does this life force, your energy, want to do? Whatever that is, do that. It doesn't matter what other people think about it. You don't need anyone's approval except your own. Now, unfortunately, I can't tell you what your life's purpose is because it's unique to all of us. I can, however, point you in a direction, and that direction is service. Service to others. However you wish to define that, it doesn't matter. But the great Muhammad Ali once said, service to others is the rent we pay for our room here on earth. And I wholeheartedly agree. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And I will see you again very, very soon on the next episode of Men on Fire on Soul Mechanic Radio. Bye for now. Hey, are you having trouble living the life of your dreams? Guess what? You're not the problem. It's not that you're not smart enough, deserving enough, or even hardworking enough. The problem is that you haven't yet installed the one key belief that will change everything. Want to know what it is? You're the one. That's right. You are the one. The world is waiting for you to give it that one special gift that only you possess. Want to find out more? Head to my website at micaren.com to order my new trilogy, You're the One. The first two books are available together in an omnibus book with the exciting final installment of the series available soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, keep what feels good and dump what doesn't. And remember, live without judgment, give without expectation, and love for no reason. Follow those three simple expressions and you'll be well on your way to an inspirational, intentional, and successful life. Until next time, you're the one.